ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office, whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, disaster in the gymnasium, fancy dress brain fog, and a menopausal panic at a sleepover. Hello, we're back again. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dear Hormones. Uh, this is a safe place for us ladies to share our hormonal hell with each other. Or not, it might not be hell. You might just have a funny story to share with us. But thanks so much for writing in. We have been inundated with um, letters and some of them are absolutely fantastic and we really appreciate it. Just a reminder, they don't have to be funny. In fact, far from it. Whatever your hormonal story might be, we will share it. I think we should just crack on this week, Kate, with our first letter. What do you think? I think so too. Although I have to say, I've just seen the title of um, today's episode, An Almighty Bulge. <laughs> Jenny! Yes. How exciting! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't think I can contain myself. So that title comes from my letter that I'll be reading out in a bit, uh, one of my experiences. So yeah, something to look forward to, Kate. <laughs> um, I think you should read the first letter. Great. So this letter is entitled Fancy Dress. It's been sent in by Jackie in Nottingham. Dear Jenny and Kate, the brain fog. Ah! Oh, <laughs> I know. So Tell this is another that we it. haven't had any letters of so much about the brain fog yet, I don't think. No. Oh, the brain fog, the forgetting where things are, forgetting dates, forgetting where you've left your keys, your phone, and whether you've left your hair straighteners on for the 10th time that day. This is me, by the way. Um... And this is very much one of the symptoms of the... Did you say there's 30? How many How many? 34. There? Well, there's 34, but I think at least 34. And we're sharing, actually, on our Instagram page, one uh, symptom every day, uh, just because so many of them, you wouldn't even know what anything to do with the perimenopause. In fact, when I did look at that list, I actually ticked off 20 of the 34 <sighs> symptoms. And I actually was only aware of two of them being connected to the menopause. So I thought it was important to share that um, and for people to see that, you know, why they might suddenly have started getting headaches after never getting a headache. That is a perimenopausal thing. So anyway, brain fog is a big one. So Jackie says, A while back, I knew the kids had a fancy dress day coming up at school. My daughter was about eight years old at the time and the fancy dress day, which was a school fundraiser, was due on the Friday of that week. On the morning of the event, panic set in. I hadn't organised a costume. Brain fog. Yeah, yeah, on the day, on the day. Oh, woken up, realised, ah. Um, I desperately scratted around the playroom, as you do. (laughs) I love the word scratted. I can so (laughs) see that happening, can't you? That panic kind of like, I've got to find something. (laughs) That's a great word. And I found an old space suit. Oh, win! Ooh, she found a space that's suit. That's a lucky, lucky find. It used to belong to her older brother, 
hadn't been worn for a long time now, but it would have to do. I helped my daughter to get into the outfit, space helmet and all, and off we trotted up the road to school. More like ran, always late these days. Oh, I'm, that's very me. Is that you? <laughs> Is that you? Always <laughs> the last people. It's always been, a, I've always been late. And since having children, yeah, later than ever. You know, there's been oh, many no. a joke okay. told in my family. Kate, Kate, always late. Really, I really Oh, really? Am. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise you were a late person. Oh, Is that why you're always late. late when we do these recordings? No, I'm joking. She's <laughs> She's not joking. It's true. She's not. No, I am. But I am, though, aren't I? Right, okay. Um, <laughs> Did you think I was being passive-aggressive with that? I wasn't, because you're not. <laughs> Should we, we just go back and forth for the entire podcast, me saying, no, you're not, and you go, yes, I am. No, I am. <laughs> no, it's my fault. No, you're not. Carry on. <laughs> oh, dear, right. Stop laughing, stop laughing. <laughs> okay, go. We, we, pa- we passed... Where are we? Where are we? She's found a space... What, she's, she's got... What's she the, daughter, the daughter is in... Picture her, picture her. Daughter is in the astronaut around. Full on, she's scratted. The scratting is done. Yeah. Daughter is now fully dressed in the mega astronaut costume. Big old space helmet. They're trotting up the road. Trotting. Trotting, scratting. Wonderful verbs in this. Um, running, actually running. Always late. We passed a few other school kids en route to school. All dressed in uniform. Oh you know God. what's coming. <sighs> oh, Jackie. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart sank then. Oh. Imagine being that mum. Oh, I I can imagine. I can imagine both. My daughter stops in her tracks and says, Mummy, I think the fancy dress day is next week. Don't be silly, I retort. Oh, Oh, she's in denial. She's in denial. She can see see everybody in uniform, but no, don't be silly. (laughs) Already cross that my eight-year-old thinks she could possibly know a date for a school event better than me. <laughs> she's so wound up, isn't she, by all that scratching? She's just like, yeah. she's, she's like, she is blinking. She's not going to it, today. Is the fancy dress day? Yeah, come what may, it's today. <laughs> I literally dragged her through the school gates, kicking and screaming, dressed as Joe frigging ninety. <laughs> the entire playground was flooded with children all dressed nice and neatly in their school uniform. I could see them with their hair done in their neat little pigtails. Perfect children. Oh my God. Perfect school uniforms. As realisation dawned on me that the fancy dress day was indeed booked in for next week. This is awful because my son... Even on the days when we know for a fact it's World Book Day and they've got to go dressed up, even on those days, he used to be really panicky before we left the house, mm. double checking with me. It's definitely today. It's definitely today. It's, you know, and then it get me worried, thinking, "Oh God, I hope it's today." And I'd be looking around for other costumes as we walk down to school. So, the fact that she's managed to get all the way to school, and let's just let's just think what I mean. This is not just that she's dressed up in a witch's outfit or something. No. She's dressed up in a full-on astronaut's outfit with a big old helmet. <laughs> <laughs> this is not half a costume. This is a proper big old fancy dress costume. There is no hiding from that one, is there? Oh my god! Oh, how my daughter cried and blamed me for humiliating her in front of hundreds of other kids. Not to mention the horrified looks from the parents with that oh-so-annoying eye roll that says, that's the mad woman with four kids from number 22. Oh, God. Oh, Jackie. The she eye roll. she's got a reputation. I think she possibly has, but the eye roll, I, oh, I, there is that, isn't there? It can be a bit of that. Like, Or do you think the eye roll is there? Or do you think it's us 
paranoid mums imagining it i think that's it's more that isn't it that you just constantly feel like you're not good enough and that everyone is doing it better and that they're all eye rolling yeah that's it it probably is in our heads and we we want so yeah. much to do the right thing for our children don't we that's the thing that we're we're so conscious and that if that had happened to me and I had taken my son down in a full space costume and everyone was in their uniform I know for a fact that even to this day however many years on I would be feeling absolutely hideous about that I would never get over it that's almost worse than me wanting to swerve the car off um, when I was having that meltdown about the chicken wings I think I'd feel worse about having to march him up to school in, in a costume when it wasn't costume day oh my god that makes but me feel Jackie awful. you should not feel bad don't feel bad Jackie <laughs> No, don't feel bad, Jackie. It's just one of those things. Brain fog, brain fog. Blame it on the hormones. Not your fault. Not at all. Not your fault at all. And thanks for writing in, because I think that's really important to stress that point, actually, about the about the brain fog. And actually, that was one of the things that made me feel like I was going mad. You know, when I said at the beginning, I felt that maybe I had early onset dementia. And it was because yeah. of things like that that kept happening to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember once phoning my poor neighbour up probably twice um, in the same day, asking us to go and check that I turned my hair straighteners off and just things like that that were happening, but on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so thanks for highlighting that issue, Jackie. That's a that's a brilliant story. I'm ho I hope your daughter's forgiven you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she has. <laughs> Okay, all right. But there is, I mean, that the, the fear of the eye rolling, this is again, and it's again that birthday bear in the toothbrush. The, uh, the, it's the worry of how you'll be perceived if you've, yeah. if you've fallen down. I mean, you know, you don't want people to, to see you as being a bad mum. We need to look after each other. Yes, to look after each other. It doesn't. In fact, I do still think it is in our heads about it's our our own paranoia that we are doing things wrong, and we need to tell ourselves that we are not doing things wrong. Everybody is doing the same things as us, and we've got to give ourselves a break. And everybody is doing so much right. Everybody, everybody that I know, all the mums that I know, do things right and do different things right often. So there'll be one thing that one mum will do particularly wonderfully that others won't. We, we all do different things right, and we should yeah. all congratulate ourselves on you know, we do we all do the best that we can and we all do a very good job and virtual hugs virtual hugs <laughs> yeah let's all love and support each other we're we're all doing a wonderful job not always easy being a parent no and even if you're not a parent you're you're doing a wonderful job full stop as human beings because we all feel like this whether we're parents or not i think everyone feels like they're an imposter sometimes in their own lives um, anyway, I'm going to crack on with num uh, letter number two, which is my story this week, but it's not about my son. <gasps> I have got a completely different story that I remembered. Um, and it was about, it's sort of relating to, you know, PMT and periods. And um, I've realized that I haven't actually told anyone this story before. And I think I'd blocked it out because it was such a humiliating experience for me at school that I just don't think I was able to tell anyone about it until now, until oh, now. Oh, you brave lady. I think I was about 13-ish when this happened. So imagine that teenager, secondary school, period story coming up, guys. Okay, it's called Panty Pad. Remember the days when you lived in perpetual fear that your panty pad would leak? that you'd spend half the time at school with your school jumper wrapped around your waist. Have you ever had that, Kate? Oh, I didn't, you see, again, I've been very lucky. I always have very light periods, so it never really applied to me. 
yeah, every month that jumper was around my waist oh, um, in case dear. of a heavy period. I did suffer from very heavy periods, actually, and very, very painful periods, too. Anyway, um, so I had my school jumper wrapped around my waist. Well, that was nothing compared to the sheer humiliation that a school leotard would present when the 1980s answer to a panty pad would have been more at home in a brickyard. Oh, do you remember that? Oh, now that I do remember. They were like <laughs> bricks. Huge! Huge Girls, these are, we're so lucky nowadays. Oh my God, they're so lucky these days. Honestly, it was huge, uncomfortable, like brick in your pants every time you had a period, especially heavy <laughs> ones like mine, because I had to have the big, big pads. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Cracking on. Bear that in mind when I tell you the rest of the story. Try okay. and picture that huge ooh, ooh, panty I'm, pad. I'm picturing. I remember one mortifying day when I had a particularly heavy period and we had our PE lesson. Horror of all horrors struck when I realised I'd forgotten to pack my gym shorts and my only option was to wear my school leotard. <gasps> and your brick in your pants. Oh God. Stretching the tight fabric over said brick in my pants, I headed off to the school gym, dangling my hands in front of my body in a vain attempt to disguise the mound down below. <laughs> mound, oh. <laughs> Constantly paranoid that the whole class was staring at my nether regions, I did my very best to sit as far away as possible from prying eyes, especially from the boys. Oh, the boys. You see, now I was picturing you at a girls' school because my school was a girls' oh, no. school, actually. So I thought I didn't, but there were boys there as well. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, there were plenty of boys in that gymnasium oh, that day. brutal. But then... I heard the teacher give the most horrifying instruction of all. Okay, guys, I want you all to roll up onto your shoulders and give me bicycle legs. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Kate, I can laugh now, I tell you. There was no laughter that day. Oh, oh. my God! <laughs> you know what I mean by bicycle legs? You, you know, know that motion exactly when you roll... You Heavens, couldn't you have just conveniently needed to go to the toilet or something? You, oh, you did it. <laughs> that, that would have drawn more attention to myself, I think. Immediately, my heart started pounding and my face flushed as I first scanned the gymnasium filled with vicious, judgmental teenagers and then scanned the almighty bulge in my leotard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is the almighty bulge. Oh, I was I was thinking of a different kind of almighty. I don't know, yes. know what I was thinking of. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, this is the almighty bulge. Oh, this is, again, probably in your head, they were vicious and judgmental. They probably weren't. But you, no, they you really felt were. that they were. <laughs> were they? They, they? they were. They were. Oh, they totally no. were. Can this really be happening? And then, with shaking limbs and a racing heart, I slowly rolled back onto my shoulders and in so doing, launched the lycra-clad abomination in my pants high into the air. <laughs> you launched it! <laughs> so there's me trying to hide it with all my might, dangling my hands, and all of a sudden I had to literally <laughs> aloft with my... <laughs> Your brick, brick in the yeah, air! My brick, brick aloft, brick aloft. To make matters even worse, the cycling motion of my legs started to wriggle the panty pad loose. Oh, no. 
I may as well have had a giant megaphone and announced to the whole class, Guys, can you see my massive panty pads spilling out from the sides of my leotard? I've got my period! Needless to say, I never forgot those shorts again. <laughs> oh, Kate, it was Jenny, awful. that's awful. Oh, it was spilling out from the sides. Thank goodness it didn't fall out. I'm thinking of Auntie Joy and, and the dog water bottle that, that fell out. I'm just glad oh, that yes. you brick yeah. suddenly. I could just see, I could because think of leotards. There's not much fabric down there anyway. No. So imagine like that big bulgy, bul you know, a panty pad. I could see the white of the panty pad at the sides of my navy blue leotard. Yeah, nice contrast there, just to make it all the more yeah. obvious. <laughs> and everyone else could see it too. Except they probably couldn't, Jenny. They probably were not even aware, I'm thinking. Every time I think of school and PE lessons, this is the memory that comes back to me. Oh. And I vividly remember this one particular girl when I first got into the, um, had to sit down on a mat. I, I know I might have been imagining it, but I do remember her looking and smirking now again Kate maybe it was in my head but that's the memory I have so I definitely felt like all eyes were on me especially as I was in my leotard and I wasn't even supposed to be in it everyone else was in their shorts so I was already standing out uh, without the bulge in the pants so oh, yeah dear, how <laughs> awkward horrible. how horrible I'm really hoping that people who have listened might have listened to that might have some stories, similar stories that they could write in and tell us about. I'd love to hear them. There must be some really funny stories out there. There um, must. But the, I mean, the uniforms back then, we had yeah. at our school, we had these little tiny gym skirts, which you were also talking about, I think. But then they decided to make the school uniform a little bit more revealing than that. I don't know, for, for whatever reason, gym skirts were suddenly out, out. And instead, we had to have what were called athletic shorts, except they weren't shorts at all. They were they were like, they were just like knickers. They just were like, it was like a sort of nappy type. It was horrible, really horrible. And that was what we had to wear. But thankfully, no boys at my school. So yeah, it could have been a no lot boys. worse. But even so, you know, you, those skirts, you're right, were much better, especially for girls if they had their periods. You know, to, you can at least hide behind a little tiny skirt. The best thing about those skirts, as I said in episode three last week, is that you could rip them off and pretend you're in Bucks Fizz. So there's always a plus point to those skirts but you wouldn't have ripped it off if you had a brick. I've actually got another letter here that kind of relates to my story in that it's about periods. Um, so I'll just quickly read that one out as well. It's called Airplane, and this is from Linda in Northamptonshire. She's older, so it's about periods sort of back in her day. So she says, Dear Jenny and Kate, I'm in my 70s now, and things were quite different in the 1950s for a young girl starting her periods. I remember having to wear thick pads that were kept up by a belt around my waist. Yeah. Kate, I mean, there's me thinking I had it bad, but imagine mm. wearing, having a belt around your waist. My mum used to hang a bag behind the wash basin in the bathroom, and that was where we had to leave our dirty pads, which she would then burn on the fire. <gasps> burn on the fire? Does she mean a bonfire or, an, or the fire in the living room? Is this how I doubt I a bonfire, because to light a bonfire every time, you know, would be a bit... I, I think she probably means the fire in the living room, but can you imagine? Oh, that? my oh, God. The embarrassment. It would be sort of, you know, off you go. Off you go, Linda. Go and get your pads. And you'd have your dad, <laughs> your dad sitting there. And you'd have to throw you with his pipe and his book. Linda, the fire's going down. Got, got any filthy pads for it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it might have Oh, could you imagine? That's awful. Oh, there's me moaning about my panty pad. That's horrific. You don't know how good we had it. 
She then goes on to say, on a separate note, I vividly remember my mum telling me that her period stopped suddenly at the age of 53 and blaming it on the fact, oh, that she'd been on an aeroplane. So she actually thought that an aeroplane brought on the menopause. Very suddenly stopped. Because it was the 1960s and air travel was something of an enigma. Imagine how many menopausal women there'd actually be if this was the case. <laughs> True. It just goes to show how little women knew about the menopause in those days, that someone could seriously think that air travel could bring it on. Yeah, she's right when she says, we'd all be menopausal, <laughs> wouldn't we? <laughs> we all would, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah. yeah. Ten-year-olds, <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. I have heard, actually, I've heard before people saying that going on an aeroplane can affect your periods. It can make them come later or, you know, come earlier or heavier. Or So I have heard that before. I've never heard about menopause coming on very suddenly. Would that be because of the um, change in time zones and that, that kind of thing? Exactly. I think, and don't quote me on it, but I don't think it's due to the fact that you're actually up in the air. It's due to... You know, and it probably due to you get up earlier than you normally would to go to catch a flight. So there's changes going on to your oh, yeah. usual routine. But I haven't heard about menopause coming on very <laughs> suddenly on when you go up in a... But isn't that interesting that that was what, what she felt was true? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I was going to say that because she obviously did think that was the case, which goes to show that there's just so little known then, obviously, about the menopause, which affected 50% of the population. But in those days, it wasn't discussed at all. And this woman thought, oh, OK, I've been on an aeroplane. That's why my periods have stopped yeah. for the rest yeah. of my life. Isn't it good that now the dialogue has been opened up so much more and people do discuss these things? Because it must have been terribly hard. And actually, Jenny, I'm going to go back to something that Linda wrote earlier on in that letter um, about when she had her periods and burned burned her pads on the fire. Um, my mother-in-law has told me all sorts of stories about when she first had her periods and what a difficult time it was for her. Um, so she lives in Germany and she has told me that when she first started her periods, she was, I think she was one of the, the first of her friends to start. And she came home and she was quite scared by what had happened to her, didn't really understand what was going on. She'd not been prepared for it. Her mum, her reaction was actually, she was furious with her daughter. And she said to her, the reason that you have started your periods is that you have been looking at boys. No. Yes. I think she was about 13. Oh my God. It is young to be told by your mum that you've, you've, it's like you've been punished. You've looked at a boy and your punishment is that you have now got a period. How terrible is that? Your poor mother-in-law. And you know, even now she said to me when she was telling me this story, she said, but Kate, Kate, I wasn't looking at boys. I wasn't. Oh, bless her. She actually as said she that had, to you now. She did, as if she had to, as if she still has to. I mean, she doesn't believe that now, no. obviously. She doesn't, but still. She's obviously carried that guilt a long, a long time, even though, you know, she obviously knows that's not really the case, but the guilt has stayed with her. How awful for her. Really awful. And then, and she had the same, when you said about the belt holding up your pads, she had yeah. all that. And she was also oh. living in a house that was not their own. So she was living in a little, a little room which she was sharing with her whole family because they'd had to flee at the end of the war. There's all sorts of stories there as well. Oh, goodness. But she was yeah. sharing and there was a cousin, a male cousin who lived there with her, but she was made to very publicly wash out her used pads and hang them up. Um, and she hated it. How embarrassing. This has made my letter seem so trivial. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't make it seem trivial at all. It doesn't. But it's, it's what we know, isn't it? And th 
Yeah, yeah, but that's a real issue there, isn't it? A, having to have your pansy pad held up by a belt. I mean, A. Mm. And B, for her periods, for her to have to wash out her pads in front of a male cousin. How mm. humiliating. And I, Oh, my God. I think the worst thing you've told me, though, is what her mum said to her. I know. About looking at boys brought her period on. I wonder whether her mum actually believed that genuinely herself, but there were all sorts of misconceptions back then. And maybe yeah. that, maybe that really, maybe her mum really did think that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe her mum was having a bad. Maybe her mum was experiencing the perimenopause herself. <laughs> was True. Having a really bad day. Who knows what what went on as well? She's such a wonderful lady. So good thing we talk about things so much more now. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And if you go in an aeroplane, your periods won't suddenly stop. <laughs> yes, is that, yes, we can. We can definitely tell you that for a fact. And belts are a thing of the past, and thankfully, so are bricks. There's all sorts of yes. other solutions out there, aren't there? <laughs> Thank <laughs> yes, goodness there are. for that. In fact, someone told me the other day, sorry, quite a period chat, this podcast, but someone told me the other day that girls these days, there are special pants that they can have with the panty pad kind of sewn in. So I think they're washable. Again, a sort of washable thing. But I think would be much better because girls are starting now much younger than they ever used to. So I think it's not unusual for a girl at primary school to have started her period. And these pants must be so much easier to just pull a pair of pants on that's already, you know, you don't have to stick a pad in there. It's already in there. And then that could be washed out. I think that's a really great idea. So that's nice. So girls these days have it even better. Anyway, Kate, we've got one last letter. Now this actually, this letter, excitingly, is from my auntie Joy again. Do you remember in episode oh. one, she wrote to us about her cold water bottle and it was a very funny story. And she had told me she'd got some more things to share. So she wrote this to me, but I, and I, know, I know it's going to be a funny story. And I told her, um, I'm not going to read it until we record the podcast. So I think, Kate, I'm going to get you to read it out. And then we'll both be hearing this story for the first time. But I'm excited. I feel very honoured to be allowed to read out one of Auntie Joy's letters. Thank you very much. I loved her letter about the the dog water bottle. So I'm going to to be channeling Auntie Joy. Here I come. (laughs) From Auntie Joy. And it's called Laundry Basket. Dear Jenny and Kate. To be perfectly honest, I was rather looking forward to the menopause. Gosh, Auntie Joy, were you really? (laughs) Was was she? (laughs) Were you? Gosh. We know in the end she doesn't know, right? Because we know from the first episode that she had the damp used tea bag feeling. So we already know how that ends. Yeah. I had not read much on the subject beforehand, choosing to rely on close family members for information. Not that my mum gave me any. She was eaten up with shyness regarding anything to do with bodily functions. But my aunties would claim, it's a breeze. You're hardly aware of it. Her friend's mum told me she was so relieved to be rid of the curse once and for all that she threw out all her large period pants and exchanged them for sexy thongs. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh la la! I say! So Auntie Joy really is thinking now, wow, the menopause, bring it on. She's getting excited. She's, she's yeah. going to go shopping. No more period pants. Sexy thong time. And my stepmother claimed that she didn't have a single hot flush or night sweat. In fact, she insisted that the menopause had passed her by without throwing her so much as a backward glance. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just thinking, hooray, hooray, this is all going to be great. You know, I'll, be, I'll have no more periods, lots of sexy thongs. And she's, she's looking forward to it. Therefore, imagine my surprise when one day, without warning, in a queue at Sainsbury's and aged 48 years, I found myself crossing my legs and then having to rush from the till, dive into the ladies with soggy wet knickers, wet trousers 
and a red face. Oh dear, oh, Joy, God. what's happened to Joy here? Oh, uh, she's wet herself, basically, Kate. <laughs> That's the upshot here. <laughs> is this another? Is this another uh, thing that, that, that can happen? This is a symptom I didn't know about. Bladder issues, I'm afraid so, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> As the weeks and months passed, this happened often, along with nights of interrupted sleep to answer annoying calls of nature. Incontinence, apparently a common symptom of the menopause and one that I knew nothing about and what's more, continued to plague me with embarrassing situations such as this one. Oh, hang on. I thought the story oh. was being in Sainsbury's. That, 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 that's not the story. That's a little tease. We're not even into the story yet. Okay. Not so even we're... in there. I'm just, I'm just scrolling down here. Oh, Jenny, it's quite long. <laughs> is it? <Hooray>. Is it? <laughs> How joyous. Oh, Auntie Joy, up, you're bringing us joy. Buckle up indeed. Get ready. Here we go. <sighs> a friend phoned me with an invitation to a cheese and wine fundraising evening at her local village hall. I drove to her house and after a brief catch up, we walked along to the venue. My friend's husband joined us there and had saved us good seats to listen to a string quartet and a local soprano soloist. Oh, it all happens lovely. down at the village hall, doesn't it? Lovely. There's yeah. something about that sentence, though, and the idea of um, incontinence that <laughs> doesn't marry up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do hope while she's listening to the soprano soloist, I hope we're not going to have... Oh. Wine, red, white and rosé, was flowing like water. My glass was full and then it was refilled and it was refilled again. How wonderful. The conversation was lively, the music enchanting. What a happy time I was having. I, <laughs> I had already sussed out the way to the ladies and I'd managed two visits without incident. It's all going well. Finally, the evening ended and we stood up to leave. I realised after a few wobbles that I'd had too many wines to be able to drive home. And so without hesitation, my friend invited me to stay the night. I could have the guest room, she said cheerfully. No need to worry. The bed was made up and she would put toiletries in place for me in the bathroom and I would find a dressing gown on a hook behind the door. That's a nice friend. Lovely. My friend, much the worse for wear than I was, scuttled off to bed. However, I soon realised that neither she nor I had discussed a nightie or pyjamas and so after a quick wash, I curled up in bed Wearing neither. Oh, Joy. <laughs> oh, naked Auntie Joy, stranger's house. She's not even bought her sexy thongs yet because the menopause hasn't properly, yeah, well. Nothing, she's naked. Absolutely naked in somebody else's house. <laughs> <laughs> A bit tiddly. <laughs> and her friend is completely drunk. Yeah, yeah, she's I drunk. slept and dreamed and I dreamed and slept. Oh, she writes it so nicely. Oh, I do. I she's joy. a good I writer. Your letters. She used to write she? me lovely letters when I was a kid. Poetic. I slept and dreamed and dreamed and slept until the usual annoying call of nature woke me with its urgent message. Quick, find the loo. No time to waste. No time to waste. <laughs> I stumble naked out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you knew Auntie Joy. Maybe I should put a photo of her up on my um, Instagram page so we can all imagine this. Okay, go on. I really, I, I wish not I naked. knew Auntie Joy. Not a naked photo. No, <laughs> that would be inappropriate. <laughs> there wasn't a bedside light. I needed to see my way. Where was that light switch? Where was the door? Pitch black everywhere. Not a glimmer of light to be seen. Oh. Ah, here's the door. Now, where was that dressing gown? Because... There isn't one hanging on a hook like she said. Oh, God. Never mind. 
I dare not spend valuable time trying to find it. Nature is calling louder now. Nature cannot wait. Here we go. Out onto the landing. Oh, I love She's it. She's naked. She's naked on the landing, Jenny. Your Auntie Joy. I love the phrase, nature is calling louder now. <laughs> Out onto the landing. Okay. In a friend's house, naked on the landing. Now then, which was the bathroom door? I mustn't open the door to my friend and husband's bedroom. Not that I knew which was theirs anyway. No, she really could you imagine, sorry, too. if you were that, yeah. if, could you imagine if you were the, <laughs> the friends and Auntie Joy did open the door to your bedroom? Stark naked. <laughs> yeah. I'll read that paragraph again. I mustn't open the door to my friend and husband's bedroom. Not that I knew which was theirs anyway. I patted with my hands along the walls of the landing. Here's a door. Here, here is its handle. Oh, just hope it's not a bedroom. Oh, thank goodness. It's the bathroom. I can tell by the soapy smell. Help! Where's the light pool? Oh, here it is. Oh no, I've set it swinging. What? Oh, God. I'm so there with her. Snatching yeah. wildly, I have several goes at finding it on its return journey. <laughs> she's like <laughs> light full of swinging. And she's trying to catch it. It's like a little game. Oh, <laughs> no, oh it's return journey. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Never mind. Never mind. Just leave the light switch. Leave it. Leave the light cord. No, no luck. Never mind. Nature's clock by now is ticking desperately and urgently and screaming out. Find the loo! I creep my way around the room, patting, feeling. Ah, here's the bath edge. I hear myself praying, please, God and dearest toilets, wherever you are, please present yourself to me. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, toilets. Here's a lid. Oh, just lift it. Oh, quickly sit. And oh, <laughs> blessed relief. All is well. The crisis passed. Oh, phew, she found it. Well, Jenny, accept. Go on, what? It says now, it now says, in capital letters, part two. <laughs> I've only part one. I... <laughs> part two, let's go. But what is that funny noise? Hmm, not a tinkle, a splash and a tinkle of water meeting water. Um, what? But a noisy crackle. And what? then a deadened, absorbing, quiet sound. What on earth was happening? And my bum was sitting on something hard, something rigid. I get what? up, turn around, and I feel along the edge of where I had just been sitting. Horror of horrors! It feels like a basket! Find oh, the light! Find the, find the light! The panic has passed! <laughs> this is a new panic! You must find the light! <laughs> a basket! Do you remember the title? Do you remember the title of the, of the letter? basket! <laughs> oh, Joy, you haven't. I did find the light. And soon, the whole sorry business of what had taken place in those desperate few minutes was revealed as I lifted the lid of a laundry basket. You Get out! <laughs> oh, Joy! A laundry basket used to store packets of husband's razors, toilet rolls... Soap oh. bars, toothpaste, and other bathroom requisites, all now drenched in a puddle of menopausal urine. Oh, <laughs> joy! Menopausal. 
menopause, <laughs> like not worse. just urine, not no. just urine, menopause or like, urine. Like that's worse. That is worse somehow. Why is that worse? Menopause or urine? It's the way she tells it. <laughs> but also, um, Kate, it wasn't a laundry basket full of towels and flannels, things that could actually be thrown in the washing machine. She's actually weed all over all the bathroom sundry, hasn't she? She's weed on her friend's husband's razors. <laughs> He's not going to want to use them again in a hurry, is he? <laughs> oh my God. The what toilet would you rolls do? right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they've gone. There's no She's saving the those. Oh, not sure if I'm going to want to clean myself with that. <laughs> Goodness. Oh God, toothpaste. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I would be in full blown panic right now if that was me. Well, let's see. Do you want Only to predict, joy. knowing Auntie Joy as you do, you know your Auntie Joy. What do you think she did? She will sort it out. She will sort that out. I don't know how, but she's going to sort it out. Tell me what You happens. do know her because the very next sentence is, but I did try to sort it out. Of course she how did. Well do you Come know on, her? Joy. Come on, Auntie Joy. <laughs> well done, Auntie Joy. I transferred everything apart from the toilet rolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. I transferred it all into the bath. And one by one, I sponged the items down. Okay. Oh, bless her. Oh. Oh, bless I've got a question. I've got a question. Ah. What sponge? What sponge? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whose sponge has she used to, to wipe her menopausal urine off? All the stuff. What has she done? Sponge afterwards. <laughs> what? Joy. Oh my god. That would have taken that would have taken some time to really get the smell off, wouldn't it? It's really not good. And she's still naked, I'm guessing. <laughs> she's still <laughs> naked. <laughs> she is full blown panicking, isn't she, right now? The lights on obviously now, but she must be worrying. Can my friends and her husband hear me? Might they turn up at any moment to find out what's happening? All the time whilst using probably her sponge to wipe down her menopausal urine oh, off of his razors. Oh, her. <laughs> thinking, is this friendship over? I think yes, don't you? It's over. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if someone did that in my house, no, I'd forgive them. I definitely, definitely. Yes. Um, right, so Joy, I think she's going to forgive her. She's sponged the items down she's now. She's sponged it down, we think with her own sponge. But she didn't have a sponge. No, she could, didn't have well, didn't her own she? sponge. Oh, she, she didn't. You're right. Nothing. She had, she's naked. She has nothing. She was not. She was supposed to be at home. She went back to the late night, last minute sleepover. No sponge bag. No sponge bag, no sponge. She's using her friend's sponge. Friend's sponge coated in menopausal urine. I'd chuck it afterwards. Yeah, I would. Later, over breakfast, I recall this middle of the night disaster. But I wonder if she went back to sleep again afterwards. <laughs> but, but my apology went unnoticed as my friend clutched her aching head over a mug of black coffee. Ah, oh, hungover. <laughs> Phew. Friend's so hungover, that's all she can do. She's let off the hook. <laughs> she has been. Maybe her friend never even realised what went down. No. I'll tell you when her friend would realise, though. About three weeks later when she walks... Because you know how... Um, if water soaks into a um, like a basket wicker so it's quite porous isn't it so I can imagine how did she get the urine out of the wicker I think that friend might be going into her bathroom a couple of weeks later thinking why does it absolutely reek in here yeah, bit of a smell probably couldn't work it out and if Joy yeah. then owned up to it all over again yeah oh gross and she finishes saying hot flushes night sweats panic attacks mood swings just remember to add incontinence to the list of wretched menopausal symptoms. Lucky you, stepmother and aunties. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, she sounds a bit cross there. Yeah, lucky you, stepmothers and aunties. <laughs> she must she must love having you to talk to. Having had everyone in her family not going through it, she must love having you to talk to, Jenny. Because yes, you, like yes. her, are experiencing all of this. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether you're experiencing the incontinence. I'm not sure. Have that, you experienced the incontinence or not no, yet? No, but I, what I have noticed is that I'm having to get up to go for a wee a lot more regularly than I ever used to. And that is definitely um, a menopausal thing. I've not been incontinent and I haven't had an accident in Sainsbury's yet. Now, she was 48. Yeah, they, yeah so my age. There you go. Well, it could be, could be hitting you anytime now. Could be now. happening. Could be anytime now in Tesco's. Look out, people in Muswell Hill. If you, and um, I'm, not having you, I'm not having you for a sleepover. No, best not. <laughs> it's safest. Oh, Kate, that was a that's a great letter to end on. Thank you, Joy. Um, and that, I guess that's that's the end of what is this now? Episode four. Thank you. It's the highlight of my week. Yeah, it is mine as well. It does make me feel better. It really does. And don't forget, guys, we are still on Kate's menopause watch. I'm going to be quizzing her every week just to see if anything has crept in yet, because she's definitely approaching the age where some things might be starting. Um, I know she didn't experience bad periods, etc. We've had that already. She doesn't get angry. No PMT. Fine. But something that's definitely going to be happening is that estrogen is definitely going to be dropping. I'm telling you that for a fact. <laughs> I'm on menopause watch. Gosh. I am all eyes on you, Kate. Okay, I'll keep you posted. Oh, Jenny, we've nearly forgotten. The Dear Hormones badge. Oh, the badge. Everybody's going to... Everybody, isn't isn't that right? Everybody from today's show. That's right. Everybody is going to get a badge. We changed this last week and we're so pleased we have because I've had lots of people coming up to me now very excited about the, the prospect of getting a badge. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week. Don't forget, if you do have something you want to share, you can email us um, at dearhormones at yahoo.com and we are also on Instagram at dearhormones. So thanks so much and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Baus. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at Dear Hormones on Instagram. Until next time. <laughs>